Bible. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, June the 2nd. Hard to believe May is gone. I'm David Gray along with Brad Sykes, and we are happy to be with you as always as we bring you the Friday edition of SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and it is an outgrowth. uh, The radio program is an outgrowth of Bible studies that Doug McCary has done in the uh, Jacksonville area for a number of years, more than 10 years now, probably close to a dozen years. And uh, basically the uh, the radio program is a uh, uh, verse-by-verse teaching through what we are going through in the SWAT Bible studies. And for those of you who have been listening regularly, you know we've been finishing up uh, our study of the book of Acts. Doug has taught through Acts over a two-year period. It's been a great study. And, and Brad, I think we're going to try to... <laughs> Land the plane today as we uh, go through the last, just an overview here of the last couple of chapters. Yeah, we're going to look at uh, chapter 25, 26, 27, and 28. Um, we'll ask Jeremy to bring in the oxygen at some point because we're going we're gonna to fly very high and very quick through the text. And uh, But uh, good to see you, brother. You too. You too. You know, I, good to see you. I know we've got a lot you know, it's interesting. When Doug and I started this six, six and a half years ago, we decided we would dedicate, you know, the first 15 minutes to talking about, you know, cultural issues, what's in the news, what's, you know, today you come in and you pull up the news and you're like, well, what story do you want to cover? I know. I mean, the depravity. <laughs> Listen, I, we're, we're all depraved, but some of this is just, it's, well, I won't say it. Well, along I'm, those lines, I think we may have talked about it a week or so ago. Doug went down to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention uh, one day last week. I think he mm-hmm. was there on a Wednesday, I think. And um, Franklin Graham had given a speech the day before, I think, that yes. Doug was there. Yep. And, and I read an account of his speech. And the headline from it in the article I saw was that he had said that every demon in hell has been turned loose on the earth. And and um, his point was that as as Bible believing <clears throat> Christians and as Bible believing and teaching churches, he called for churches to stay stay the course with the truth. Mm-hmm. And we've got to preach the truth. We've got to know the truth, Doug. And you 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 know have talked for so long about the importance of understanding and knowing Scripture, so that we can discern truth from falsehood. And that we know how to combat um, the evil and the untruth that is is so prevalent in the world. Well, and I realize, uh, you know, there there's uh, the algorithms of social media and the news that floods your floods your screen on a daily basis. It used to be where, yes, the algorithms will pump stuff to you that they know how you may lean, be it politically, whatever it is. But it doesn't need to do that now because just it's not like it's fake news. Uh, This is real stuff happening. Mm -hmm. For instance, this is just the first thing that popped up. Fashion magazine cover featuring pregnant 
transgender man, Logan Brown, sparks outrage. In fact, it says, could not sink any lower. Boy, that's a great headline, actually. Mm -hmm. And it goes on. It, basically, it, this Logan Brown's a 27-year-old female who has had a... She would have to be to be pregnant. Had her breasts removed and uh, is now pregnant. But the news is saying this person is a man. You know, <laughs> you know, I hate to, I hate to make light of it because it's, it is serious, and, and, but it makes me, it's so ridiculous. On the other hand, that it makes me think of, remember the old days when we were growing up, especially, and the crazy headlines in the National Enquirer, right? The National Enquirer, the exactly. tabloids, you would see headlines like and laugh man, at man gives <clears throat> birth, yeah, right? right, and and it it was just craziness, yeah, and everybody knew it was just laughable and. And now here we are, here we are. And if we say that it's really a woman giving birth, which of course it is, then we're we're haters. And <laughs> says author author Logan Brown, a 27 year old who was born female but now identifies as a transgender man, posed as the cover star of British Glamour magazine's digital issue celebrating Pride Month in a painted on suit showcasing a large baby bump brown unexpectedly isn't that interesting he unexpectedly became pregnant with partner bailey j mills a non-binary drag performer in the uk boy there's a lot of intersectionality there while taking a break from testosterone treatments due to health reasons the fashion magazine said wow yeah well hey by the way and our listeners are somewhat interested seem to be interested in some of the things we're reading studying listening to if you didn't listen to the briefing this morning al moeller i thought did a phenomenal job addressing the target issue that mm -hmm. we're dealing with mm -hmm. and by the way uh you know <clears throat> i don't know i guess we have the mics we can say somewhat what we want to say i've boycotted them I, i'm not i'm not doing business at target yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no desire or plans to do that either, to, to go in there. Yeah. Um, and I, I just encourage you. Let's and and, and Doug, Doug made the comment about it last week, and, and I'm sure you've talked about this as well. He was encouraging those of us who are going to not do business there to tell them why. Yeah. Not not in yep. a ranting, <clears throat> raving no. way, but just tell them calmly. Either go in and tell a manager or, or send them an email well, and the, just the, say, this is why Target labels himself as family friendly. Well, I don't know what family he's talking about because it certainly isn't the traditional family. Yeah, mom, dad, children. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm done with Target, and I know uh, you're listening. I know there's a a thousand other companies out there who are all about this, mm -hmm. uh, but they're not putting it right in our face. And uh, this is grooming is what yeah. this is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, anyway, just if you didn't listen to the briefing today, go check it out. Dr. Al Moeller, he just does a great job. By the way, for those of us who have chosen to uh, boycott Target, they are down $12 billion, $12 billion with a B uh, in market share. And, and, of course, Bud Light has been in the oh, same man. boat. And yeah. um, That's what they call it. They call it Bud Lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I think, that's the that's the power that individuals have 
you know, you you can choose. Okay, you want to you want to promote that stuff. Well, then I'm not going to shop there. I mean, you sent that that image that's on a T-shirt that was being sold there a couple of weeks ago. Satanic, a, a caricature, some kind of cartoonish. Well, not even cartoonish. It was, it was just a. It was an image of 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 Satan or what whoever came up with it thinks Satan looks like, and the caption is Satan respects pronouns. Yeah, I mean. Did uh, you being a big sports guy, I know you've been following the Los Angeles Dodgers seesaw of what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they, these, what what would you call it? I guess they're trans, are they, no, they're. Uh, well, it's a, it's a parody of. A, they're drag. Yeah. It, they call themselves like the, the sisters of perpetual indulgence or something like that. And they're, they're some kind of drag performance show and. They were going to invite them. Then they rescinded the invitation. They were going to have them perform at a pride night at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then they rescinded it. I, I know Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers star pitcher, pitcher spoke out against it. Um, and again, I thought he did a good job in what he said. It wasn't to be hateful. It's just that he, he you know, he felt it was wrong. And he also felt they were out to make fun of it. in their performance. They mock christianity oh absolutely um, well i'd noticed that uh, blake trenan uh blasts the organization he's a dodger also organization for honoring sisters of perpetual indulgence yeah. Yeah. and uh you know he's joined by clayton kershaw and uh you know the reality flip this on its head for a second okay now can you imagine us putting together a group to mock islam hmm well, we would never be allowed to right. do that. Right. But we'll allow this kind of stuff right. to come in and mock yeah. Christianity. I mean, it's directed very much at Catholics, but nonetheless, uh, it's, a, it's a mockery. A few years ago, I was having a discussion with someone that I know well, and, and, and they are, you know, I, maybe, a, you know, a, somebody who's really seeking or even a, or even a early in their journey believer, but they said to me, why is it always Christianity that gets attacked? Why is it Christians that get attacked? To your to your point, you know, we could never do this, would never be allowed against Islam or any other religion, but it's fine if it's against Christianity. And my response was, because it's true. Christianity is true. Yeah. And 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 Satan is the father of lies, as we know from scripture, and he is the father of false religions and false philosophies and false cults and whatever you want to call it, he's behind that. Yeah. And so he's he's going to try to build up and protect those things that are the lies and tear down yeah. the truth. Yeah. I think I think another reason this happens that's probably the number one reason. The other reason is Christians are not standing up. We're just not standing up. We've talked about that. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, I think, we, yes, I think what we've seen with Bud Light or Target or these, uh, what's the, the new one is uh, uh, one of the other retailers is Kohl's. Chosen. I read Kohl's. something about that's, Kohl's. That's, that's, that's it. Kohl's. Selling infant, infant <laughs> onesies with, yeah. with trans ideology and all that stuff on it. It's just crazy. It is absolutely crazy. I, I made a note. I, 
I know we're going to try and get through a lot of material today, and I've got notes You look notes like everywhere. Rush Limbaugh over there with your stack of stuff. <laughs> your stack of stuff. I just don't have nicotine-stained fingers, That's like right. Rush used to say. Yeah. Pre- formerly uh, nicotine-stained yeah, fingers. Exactly. Well, I just think that you know there are so many things uh, that we can get involved in, and I'm not saying, listen, you you got to let the Holy Spirit lead you as to what you're going to get involved in. But all of us, as citizens of heaven stewarding down here on earth we have a responsibility as to what we're going to give our money to mm-hmm. and you know when we go to a store and we get and i don't are you familiar with second vote i think i've mentioned second vote here yeah uh, now that you say it I, it does ring a bell yeah the, the idea is second votes an organization that basically rates companies as to where they are on the on the scale, are they far left? Are they little left, center, mm-hmm. little right, far right, whatever? And uh, it, it's an annual membership. I pay to be a part of it. And the reason why I do that is because I'm going to spend money today. So, somewhere I'm going to spend money. And again, you, you're not going to be able to do away with all of them, but at least get an idea as what what do they do with the revenue mm. they bring in? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if they're supporting abortion and these kind of things, listen, there are other options out there. And second vote says, while our first vote is at the ballot box, Mm -hmm. our second vote is with our wallet. And so I I just encourage people to go check that out. So. Well, we are going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. We're glad you're with us. If you have a comment or a question on anything that we've covered in Acts, on any of the cultural stuff that we've been talking about, Feel free to give us a call at 844-777-7928. We'll be back after the break and hope you'll stay with us on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. 
Conservative Theological University now offers a bachelor's degree in ministry leadership. This is a 48-hour certified degree program designed for pastors. Ministry workers over 50 years of age with over five years of ministry service call 1-800-GO-BIBLE. Please leave your name and contact info to schedule your personal interview. The CTU campus is located at 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, one mile south of I-295. We at WTRJ The Truth are happy to tell you about our new shout-out feature on the Truth smartphone app. Now you can encourage others on the air with short testimonies on how this radio station has impacted your life. Maybe a program you heard helped to turn your marriage around, offered some insight on being a better parent, or taught you principles that revolutionized your prayer life. What I like most about uh, Dr. David Jeremiah is how he takes scripture and applies it. The message was about outreaching and how we should be bold and strong about sharing our faith. First, download the Truth app to your phone, the App Store if you have an iPhone, the Google Play Store if you have an Android. Then open the app and tap the small microphone at the bottom and tell us how this radio ministry has touched your life. Over the next few days, you might hear yourself on the radio, so be sure to have your friends at church listen. And thanks for sharing your story and shouting us out on WTRJ The Truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Riverside at 91.7. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you. And as we uh, do our final day on the book of Acts, covering uh, chapters 25 to 28, as we said earlier, we completed the study of Acts a couple weeks ago, and uh, Doug has been doing a, a summary uh, flyover, if you will, to, to kind of wrap things up. And today we're looking at uh, Acts chapter 25 to 28 to close it out. Yeah, we got a lot of ground to cover here, David, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Acts 25, and we're going to look at, you know, this. it's this idea. Uh, first of all, Paul has been in prison for two years up to this point. Festus comes in three days after Festus has arrived in the province. It says in verse 1, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priest and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul. So, Two years has gone by. It's still stewing in their hearts and in their minds. They want Paul done away with. And to, you know, what, in this text, really, this chapter, Festus and Agrippa and Paul highlight really the difference between selfishness and selflessness. And as Festus's desire for personal gain and power clashes with Paul's selfless devotion to the gospel— and the truth, there are two types of men, Paul representing Jesus, Festus, and we'll add to that Agrippa, which we see in this text, representing the world. And Paul living for God, Festus and Agrippa living for themselves. And there was, there's really you know, two main points in this chapter that Doug kind of brought out is that 
God reveals in the first 16 verses a life wasted on selfish pursuits as demonstrated in Festus and Agrippa. Um, you know, in, in, in verse 2, the chief priest and the leaders had so much hate. Two years, two high priest later, they still want to kill Paul. Yeah. And why? You know, you say, why? Well, that's the way Satan works. Yeah. And, Relentless. And, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we see it in our day, as we even talked about in the first you know the first segment there yeah satan is on the prowl i uh i've mentioned this many times and i but i always come back to it because i think it's so good from scripture uh, not so good because i'm bringing it up but it's 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 what it's scripture being very direct that in in revelation 12 when 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 the uh, john gives us that picture in one chapter kind of of god's plan of salvation it's 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 the birth of Jesus, it's it's Satan trying to kill him through Herod killing all the babies. It's God protecting him and Jesus coming and accomplishing his work mm-hmm. and being being taken back to heaven by God. And the chapter ends with Satan, it says, the, the, the dragon was enraged and went off to make war against the offspring mm-hmm. of the woman, yeah. meaning the church. Yeah. The idea yeah. being that Satan can't get at Jesus. Right. Jesus defeated him. He's a defeated foe, but he's he's not completely gone yet. He's yeah. he's got oh yeah influence, and he's out to he's out to make war against That's the church. Right. And he's got he's got his claws into the church yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, in verses four through six, uh, Festus basically says, "Hey." You know, to the to the Pharisees and Sadducees, hey, come with me to Caesarea and make your charges there. And eight eight to ten days later, they're still trying to get, to get evidence. They they have no evidence. In fact, in seven and eight, the, the charges, but they they've got no proof. They've got no proof against Paul towards the Jewish law, the temple, which is what he had been accused of, and Rome. And Paul says, I'm innocent. And, uh, of course, Festus wishing to do the Jews a favor. Uh, again, why, why is he wishing to do the Jews a favor? Because he wants gain. He wants, mm-hmm. he, he's, he wants the security of that position and yeah. that power. Um, and so in verse 10, Paul uh, says, I, I'm, I'm Roman. I've done nothing wrong to the Jews, and I've done, I just, I've done nothing wrong. Verse 11, I don't seek to escape death. If I've done anything wrong, then you know i deserve to be punished but if there's no evidence no one can give me up to them and so here's where he appeals to caesar yeah it's like paul's finally kind of run his his he's been patient i mean you know but he's kind of like yeah this is not going to go well yeah yeah uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna appeal as a roman citizen to caesar but of course his appeal to and whether paul knew it or not god certainly knew the plan and Paul's waited, like you said, two long years in prison. The, I think the parallels we were talking about this in the break with Joseph, all the way back in Genesis, being right left in prison, even though he had been obedient to God, which is another another discussion, right? Exactly. We go through trials, yep. even when you yep. know it, it, we're obedient, but but uh, Paul stays in prison and he appeals to Caesar. And that is going to fulfill the promise God made to him that you're going to go to Rome. Exactly. But I think it's interesting because we see in verse 13 of chapter 25 that Paul's still in prison. And 
It says, now when some days had passed, Agrippa, it's actually Agrippa II, the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. Now here's an opportunity that Festus takes because Festus is not up on the the Jewish laws. And so uh, he brings in uh, Agrippa and Bernice, which, by the way, we won't get into it here, but pretty incestuous relationship, seeing as though Agrippa's, Bernice is Agrippa's sister. Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> this is where we're heading in our culture. Yeah. You know, well, as, as Ecclesiastes says, I guess there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, he he's a uh, Agrippa's a descendant of Esau. He's an Edomite. Uh, he he he's he never got along with the Israelites, even though he's he's got a role to play uh, in the Jews. But uh, Paul has a right to face his accusers, fair trial as Roman citizen, and so ultimately Agrippa says gosh had he not appealed to go to caesar they didn't see anything wrong with him mm. and uh, but since he'd appealed to go to caesar to caesar he's going to go so we see number one is that uh, god reveals in this a life wasted on selfish pursuits but he also reveals a life worthy of the gospel in paul and uh you know this is a man who has been under persecution for quite some time over and over again, we've seen the the soldiers kind of rescue him, and uh, but he is he's on mission, and uh, you know I, I wonder for me and I, I don't know for you maybe our listeners, you know so often we've talked about this over the years that being a Christian is not simply a transaction that took place. Uh, yes, Christ died on the cross, paid for our sins with his blood which was in in a sense a transaction that needed to take place yeah. but as a result of that transaction we are we have also galatians 2:20 we've been crucified with christ it's no longer i who lives but christ who lives in me and yet paul over and over and over again has faced trials and difficult circumstances persecution beatings whippings prison all these things and yet, that hasn't slowed him down. No. Well, and he, and to your point, he's. It's not just a transaction. The transaction is the first part of being a believer. God in Christ took care of our sin problem, so that we can now be a member of His family, and we can serve in the kingdom and serve the King. And we we've, we've talked a lot about this, and this has been great for me to be reminded of and to hear, but. And we're going to talk about, you and I are going to talk about this a little bit during June as we do some live mm-hmm. programs yep. about yep. something called, a book called The Discipleship Gospel. Yep. And Paul is being a, could he be more of a disciple of Jesus here? Wow. Because he's, what, what is a disciple? It's one who follows his yep. teacher with, yep. as Doug has said many yep. times, with a desire yep. to be like the teacher. And Jesus went through all these things that Paul's going through maybe in a more compressed period of time, but Jesus went through everything. Yes. And Paul's following in his yeah. footsteps. Yeah, absolutely. He he, he is, uh, yeah, he's living as Christ lived. And really, you know, this gets to the point you and I discuss every Friday is, okay, so what? You, you've got this information. We're to live out what we yeah. preach. Yeah. Uh, to walk worthy means to live out a life, number one, of bearing fruit. Your life should have fruit. 
it should be growing in the knowledge of God. There should be joyfully persevering in all circumstances. And we should always be thankful for our salvation. You know, we live, I think, uh, I was, I'll look it up, but I had a song that we sang this morning at our Jacksonville Business Fellowship. And now I can't, I was like drawing a blank, but I want to, I want to pick it up because it touches on this idea that uh, we're, we're to be joyfully pursuing uh, in all the circumstances. And boy, I know for me, David, I can get really down when sure. I look at this world. Absolutely. But I need to be reminded this isn't my home. Yeah. My home's in glory. Yeah. Right. I'm just here for a while. Yeah. You know. And and getting down about things is not necessarily it, it, it's doing it's moving forward in our mission yes. as a believer yes. despite feeling like that. <laughs> I, I mean, Paul and Joseph both must have felt down and bummed out being in prison for that long. They couldn't have been doing cartwheels the whole time. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but they per, but they per, persevered, persevered. I guess is the word yep. I'm looking yep. for. We're going to take our break here at the bottom of the hour for the news on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. And come on back on the other side of the news. Thanks. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. The parting of the Red Sea, raining frogs from heaven. The miracles of the Old Testament were of epic proportions, right? But... Not so those of the New Testament. Jesus' miracles got their makings from dirt and spit for a blind man's eyes. A brown bag lunch of fish and bread kick-started another miracle when Jesus fed the 5,000. Water and jugs turned to wine. Small stuff, simple stuff. And here's the point I'm trying to make. Although Jesus was God in every sense of the word, he did things in a wonderfully divine, but oh-so-human way. And that's the kind of miracle God wants to do in your life today. Maybe not the grand scales kind, but of a smaller sort, yet just as significant, just as personal and powerful. So ask him to do something through you today, something wonderfully miraculous and divine, but oh so human, and it will be a miracle. There's major delays because of a crash on the East Beltway, 295 northbound at the ramp from US-17 North Main Street. That's closed down the on-ramp and the right lane is blocked. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on the West Beltway, 295 northbound at US-1, New Kings Road. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 68. Saturday, partly sunny, high 85. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us as we go through the final few chapters uh, from an overview perspective of the book of Acts. And we've just been uh, talking about Acts chapter 25 uh, in the last segment, and now uh, we're going to move into 26 and 27 here as Paul appears uh, before, quote-unquote, <laughs> King Agrippa um, to give uh, his— I think this is his final, if you will, defense, right? 
uh, that Luke records, exactly. records exactly. here in Acts. And just remarkable how consistent, of course, Paul is in in the in the testimonies that it's really what they are. They're def- we call them defenses, but they're really his testimony. Absolutely. And I, I, we kind of ended that last segment, 25, I was talking about that we, we're to walk worthy or walking worthy means to live out a life of bearing fruit, of growing, of joyfully persevering and being thankful. And I was sharing this song. I found it. Uh, do you remember the song in the garden sure. by Charles Austin miles? Anyway, the words the the, the, it says, uh, People will know this. And he walks with me and he talks with me. By the way, I won't sing it. but And he tells me I am his own. I love this. And the joy we share as we tarry there, Mm. none other has ever known. And I know for me that convicted me today that and the joy I share as I tarry there, as as I move toward glory, are people seeing and experiencing joy in my life? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yep. just a challenge for me yep. uh, because I can tend to look at the world and just grumble and complain well, when I, in reality this isn't my home. Right. And I do think that that's one of the things God does for us as we get older chronologically and as we grow spiritually, hopefully, is that we do start to have at least a little. I know we only see as through a dark glass right now, but that we start to have that sense of going there is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, <laughs> And absolutely. we shouldn't fear it and yeah. worry about it. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, when I was younger, I used to think, how do people think like that? Yeah. But now I think as I'm getting older, I, I can start to have a little bit of understanding. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, let's jump into 26. Um, you know, it, 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 I think it's fascinating. God takes, and you and I have talked about this multiple times, kind of being one of the, th- the highlights at least for me, is that God takes this ambitious murderer, Saul, and turns him into an ambassador of reconciliation. By the way, reconciliation means to make right, to repair. And that is, that's essentially what God calls you and I to be, ambassadors of reconciliation, mm-hmm. helping people who are enslaved to the power of sin and Satan to turn to walk in the light and the hope of Jesus. So, just uh, I think three things here that we can just kind of breeze over is that God shows us in the first eight verses of chapter 26 how darkness perverts his truth. And, man, we see that today in our day. Uh, Paul was experiencing it there. Uh, he also, God shows us how darkness persecutes his people. Mm. And Paul was part of that when he was in darkness. That's Part of his testimony here is that he was in darkness and he was persecuting God's people. That's right. Persecuting Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he said, I locked up followers of the way. I, I voted to put him to death. And, uh, and you know, that's because Paul was in darkness. Paul was the one who said, uh, such were some of you <laughs> mm, right. when, he, when, he, when he talks about uh, being in darkness. But uh, the other thing is that uh, God shows us how his people are to bring light into the darkness. And uh, 1 Peter 2, 9, one of my favorite verses, that we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into light. Mm. I think so much of what we even talked about in that first segment is that as Christians who experience a very dark world, 
We're to speak light into that darkness. But unfortunately, most are quiet. Most are silenced. And it's amazing when we do do it, there are, we read, the media wants to portray um, any pronouncement of Christianity or any proclamation of Christianity as such a terrible thing or as a Mm. hateful thing. And yet, if you do that as an individual believer, it's amazing how often individual people will respond positively. Like, if you say to somebody, can I pray for you? It's very rare that someone will say no. Right, exactly. And yet, the media would have you think that's the craziest thing you could possibly ask someone. Right, right. So, Well, I heard a pastor say the gospel is offensive enough. We don't need to add to it. Great opportunities exist all around us to bring light into the darkness. We are to speak the truth. No, I'm not going to call you by a pronoun that doesn't match up with your right. your uh, gender. Right. Uh, you know, acting like that. By the way, that was another thing we didn't cover in the first segment was the uh, Matt Walsh's uh, documentary on what is what is a woman hmm. was supposed to come out on Twitter yesterday. Did you see the no, uproar I, there? I have not seen yeah, that. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, not that I'm putting any hopes in Elon Musk, but Elon Musk believes you do call people by their pronouns mm-hmm. that they desire, mm-hmm. not by what they really are, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. But again, that's it's speaking truth into the, the into the darkness, into the falsehood. And, uh, you know, you know that, that's kind of a challenge, I think, to the church is, are we bringing light into the darkness the darkness is not going to come to the light the lightness actually has to go into the darkness right right and uh what a what a difficult challenge that is for many of us as we look at the last half of chapter 26 uh you know we see how god refocuses paul's passion from personal ambitions to kingdom service and in fact he illustrates in paul that an authentic response to the gospel produces a changed life and a life that doesn't make sense to those, as you just mentioned, that are outside the kingdom. And uh, God calls us to an enduring obedience, a biblical obedience, and an evangelistic obedience. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, I heard Stephen Lawson, Dr. Stephen Lawson say yesterday on something I was reading, he said, if you are a believer, you will never be an unbeliever. If you're an if you're a believer and you become an unbeliever, you were never a believer to begin with. Correct. And Correct. Uh, you know, and in in other words, if you are a believer, you will endure. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the perseverance of the saints. Right. It uh, really that, should be the perseverance of the Holy Spirit. Uh, absolutely, because <laughs> that's Isn't what that causes the, the perseverance yeah. of the saints. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but I digress. Well, I mean, I think the reality is we're going to stumble. Sure. We're going to struggle. We're going to have doubts, and we're going <clears> to, <throat> like we always say, it's not going to be a perfect, enduring obedience by any stretch, but it's always going to be in that direction. Yeah, and there's going to be times when you're going to be, you're going to face, as Paul did, persecution, and you may want to, oh, I don't know if I wanted it. Listen, we're to be obedient. And the, the Jews, Paul said, the Jews tried to kill me because I called people to repent, and he preached grace, not works. But this biblical obedience is is an area where we're seeing crumble that article you even sent me today about yeah. marriage. What we what are we compromising on? We're we're to be biblically obedient. In other words, we are not to to preach another gospel. 
Paul says, if anyone preaches you to, to you a gospel contrary to that which I've preached, he says, let him be accursed. Mm. Man, there's a lot of false gospels and, and, out there. And part of the falsehood, right, is not preaching the entire gospel. Yeah. And, yep. and again, we're going to get into that a little bit as we go through June and do some live programs. But the idea that that preaching the that leaving the gospel at Jesus died for your sins, and if you believe in that, you're going to heaven. Yep. Leaving it there <clears throat> is is incomplete. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we'll get we'll go down that road, you know, in other programs. But leave that's part of what's going on today is we're not preaching the full counsel and of e- the gospel. Exactly. Paul says in Acts twenty six, verse twenty two, it says, To this day I've had the help that comes from God. And so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass. We are to, as you said, we we are to to, to teach and preach the full counsel of God's word. Yeah. And that, and that moves us into that third point, right, an evangelistic obedience. Exactly. By being true to the Bible and being biblically obedient and, and, and proclaiming that, we can be evangelistic. Like, that's why Fest, uh, Agrippa responds to Paul with, exactly. you think I'm going to become a Christian this fast? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what's interesting, Paul really calls him out, you know. Uh, he, he, he basically says, you know these truths. These are, these are real. This is real. Uh, he says, do you believe? I know you do. Yeah. Now, it doesn't believe in salvation, but he believes what's been, what's happened. Yeah. He knows yeah. all about what happened yeah. to Jesus. And Paul says that in response there in 26 to Festus saying, Paul, you're out of your mind. Exactly. You know, and, and, yeah. and nobody was more in their right mind, of course, than Paul. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to take one more break here in just a few minutes, but we'll jump into Acts 27. This will be a real quick move is uh, we're going to see it in Paul's journey to Rome is symbolic of our journey in life. Uh, God reveals anchors that can keep us steady as the storms threaten to blow us off course. I know you've probably never had any storms that tried to blow you off course, never, right? Never, never. Yeah. Everything's been green pastures <laughs> yeah. and an unbroken boulevard of green lights, green yeah, exactly. traffic lights. So. Well, stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to come right back after the break. Glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. 
They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. We at WTRJ The Truth are happy to tell you about our new shout-out feature on the Truth smartphone app. Now you can encourage others on the air with short testimonies on how this radio station has impacted your life. Maybe a program you heard helped to turn your marriage around, offered some insight on being a better parent, or taught you principles that revolutionized your prayer life. What I like most about uh, Dr. David Jeremiah is how he takes scripture and applies it. The message was about outreaching and how we should be bold and strong about sharing our faith. First, download the Truth app to your phone, the App Store if you have an iPhone, the Google Play Store if you have an Android. Then open the app and tap the small microphone at the bottom and tell us how this radio ministry has touched your life. Over the next few days, you might hear yourself on the radio, so be sure to have your friends at church listen. And thanks for sharing your story and shouting us out on WTRJ The Truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, heard in Amelia Island at 91.3. Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, and we are finishing up our overview here of our study of the Book of Acts. By the way, before we forget, just want to let you know, Doug is basically off for the month of June, is traveling and is going to be gone. Um, Brad and I are going to be doing uh, some uh, live programs during the month of June. We're also going to have some replays, so uh, if you tune in one day and you hear a replay, you'll know why it's uh, Doug is away and. And like I said, Brad and I are going to do some some live programs and talk about a book called The Discipleship Gospel and 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 what the gospel that Jesus preached and taught uh, really looks like. So we hope you'll join us for that. Also want to mention August 5th, for those of you who have not signed up for the uh, SWAT training day, that's a one day uh, where we just uh, get, get together in the Word of God. Um, I'm not, who's our speaker? Actually, Doug is going to be. Doug's going to do it. Doug's okay. going to do the teaching. And if you're uh, not a member of the regular SWAT Bible studies and you haven't received an email, which you wouldn't have about the training day, but you'd like to go, you're a listener of SWAT Radio, and you'd like to go to the training day, you can send an email to Doug. Yeah, Doug at SWATradio.com. There you go. Send yeah. him an email, and he'll <clears> get you the information. And 
uh, we'd love to have uh, any listeners uh, come to the training day. It's a, it's a great day. Yeah. Well, let's jump in. Chapter 27, Acts chapter 27 is really this, uh, it's Paul's trip to Rome. And as as we see it, it's Paul's journey to Rome is very symbolic of our journey through life. And God reveals these kind of anchors that will keep us steady as the storm threatens to blow us off course. I've had numerous times, David, and you've been across the table from me as I've shared various storms in my own life and how, you know, sometimes when you're in the storm, you're you're just trying to keep your head above water. But oftentimes when you get into the calm waters and you look back, you see God had had you anchored there. But Mm -hmm. the first thing is that God anchors us through the storms with his presence in our life. And uh, I, I was even sharing this this morning that we know Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples. And then he bookends that by saying, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So oftentimes, as we're in the midst of uh, tr- trials, uh, knowing that Christ is there, knowing that His pres- he, there's a presence in your life is very, it's a solid anchor yeah. for us to know He's got us. And, and and God's presence with Paul is so evident here. First of all, Paul knows he's going to Rome. Yep. He's been promised that. Secondly, you see the evidence Paul acts out his certainty of God's presence with him in his life as he deals with the rest of the men on the ship and the crew and yeah. you know. Well, and of course the first twenty three verses are really dealing with an actual storm. Unbelievable. And, Go back and read that if you have forgotten about that. <laughs> Just Luke writes about it very matter-of-factly but just try to imagine yourself in that storm totally and again we may not be in a storm on the ocean or in the sea but we're going to experience some storms in life and just the 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 presence of of the lord the importance of that is so critical Uh, but one of the other anchors is understanding uh, our purpose for life you know so oftentimes david we forget what our purpose is and when a when a when a business deal goes south uh, i was meeting with a guy yesterday a very dear friend of mine who had a, a business deal go south and it was a good opportunity to remind him that hey god's got this and while y- your ultimate purpose is to glorify god to to do his mission there are going to be some bumps on the road whether it be a family oriented, you know, relational, uh, business, spiritual, emotional, all these things. But to remember, God has a purpose for us in our life. And so, you know, it, the Lord told Paul, I've I got plans for you. I'm I'm sending you to Caesar. And God has given you all, given you all who sail with you. He's talking talking to this group that's sailing with him. Yeah. A purpose. I also think back though to what Paul's what God said to Ananias <laughs> when he took Paul in, when he was converted, he said, I'm gonna show him how much he must suffer for my name. Yeah. And yeah. boy, if we have seen anything in this book, it's how much Paul suffered for the sake of Christ and did it willingly. Yeah. And considered it a privilege. Absolutely. God anchors us through the storms also with his provision for our life. He is going to give us what we need. Uh, maybe not always what we want, right, right. but he's going to give us what we need. In verse 25, I have faith that will be exactly as I have been told. 
Paul had been told. He communicates that, and he says, I have faith. I have faith it will be exactly as I have been told. And what was he told? He's told he's going to get to to Rome. Um, But he also says in verse 26, but we must run aground on some island. (laughs) So has God promised us some things? Yes, he's promised us glory. He's promised us an eternity with him. But on that road to get there, as we tarry there, as I Mm -hmm. mentioned in that song, may the joy be on us because this is not our home. This is temporary. Exactly. But he's also anchored us in proven reliability through his fulfilled word. His word will accomplish. His promises never fail, right? As another hymn says. They're new, or his mercies and his promises never fail. Amen. New every morning. Amen. Well, okay, so let's jump into 28 real quick. We got about four minutes to to run through this. And, uh, you know, 28's the last chapter. Uh, it, we see Paul continue to display a servant's heart, an amazing faith, and a love for the church. And God uses him again and again and again to be his ambassador in chains wherever he leads him. And Paul finally arrives in Rome took two years but he finally makes it in god's timing yeah and by the way along the way here in malta the island they land on is malta basically paul starts the church on malta and right there and 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 serves the people there before he goes on to rome so yeah incredible Uh, that's where he got bit by the snake by the way exactly nothing nothing happened to him yeah exactly again just just minor things but (laughs) what paul said these light and momentary afflictions uh, but God calls his leaders, he calls Paul to a life of service. If you're his, he's called you to a life of service. He's also called you to a love for his sheep. And thirdly, he's called you to a loyalty to the Savior. And I think, you know, this life of service, uh, I think of First Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. Uh, we are, as God's chosen people, to serve. It, it should be a life. How are we doing that? Mm. And uh, But also a love for his sheep. You know, do we, do we see those in the body of Christ as people that we can build up and help support? Uh, how can we help them? Are we grieving with those who grieve? Are we rejoicing with those who rejoice? But we are to uh, to have a love for his sheep. We're also to have a loyalty to the Savior. And, of course, nobody had that loyalty like Paul did. Yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and the brothers and sisters at Rome, the believers at Rome, loved Paul clearly as well. At the end of that section, right in verses 15 and 16, it talks about as he makes his way toward Rome— they come out to meet him and Mm. some over 30 miles, 30 to 40 miles, they come out to meet him. And it reminds me again of the people coming out to meet Jesus as he made his way to Jerusalem. Now this isn't Jesus, but it's an ambassador of the King. Yeah. And they're coming out to meet him and greet him and welcome him into Rome, if you will. Yeah, exactly. You think about 33 miles that they would have gone. I wonder, would, would we go that far? And I'm talking about walking. Yeah. They're walking. Yeah. Yep. To just to meet Paul. Yep. But uh, anyway, the second half of Acts 28 is uh, this idea that um, uh, Ro- Rome is pagan. It's immoral. Nero is the emperor. 
2 million people there and 1 million were slaves. The majority were poor, lots of slave revolts. God brought Paul there to bring life and light. We see in Paul a life of faithful integrity, a life of faithful evangelism, a life of faithful boldness. Mm -hmm. And I think going back, kind of full circle, I think of of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you will be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Yep. That he's speaking to us too. And so there needs to be, as we see in Paul, a life of faithful integrity. You know, no quicker can we blow our testimony than to fall in an area mm-hmm. that uh, that just demonstrates our lack of integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul is faithful to the end, to your point here. What is the first thing he does when he goes to Jerusalem? He goes and finds the local Jews. Exactly. And tries to convince yeah. them again. Yeah. He only And he doesn't wait. He's been through a shipwreck, everything. It says yeah. within three days, he's talking to the Jews. He's got to be exhausted, yeah. David. And some believe <clears throat> and some don't, That's just right. like all the yeah. way throughout the book of Acts. And uh, then it, it Luke kind of ends the book here with Paul stayed in Rome. Uh for the next couple of years and was able to move about freely. And of course, that's not the end of his life yet. And that's why I think Luke doesn't end it that way. Well, so. We see a, a, a life of faithful evangelism. Absolutely. The gospel is always on Paul's lips, but it comes with boldness. And as, as we close out Acts, that's what God is calling us to be. Faithful. Amen. Faithful. We're at the end of our time. It goes by fast. <laughs> doesn't and we, it? We thank you for listening and we will 